Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. I'm Sebastian Zupanek from Armadura Metal Roof, and today we're fixing a problem for a homeowner. Pardon me, I'm Bill Crooked from Crooked Roofing. You again? Listen, Sebastian, I'll help you with your complaint. Get them all the time. I'm handling it fine, thanks. Just blame it on the installer. Bunch of knuckleheads. Not your fault, not your problem. But we're the installer. It is our problem. In that case, blame the manufacturer. Throw them under the bus. Not your fault, not your problem. We're the manufacturer, too. Well, that's just... Who are you going to blame? No one. We're going to fix it. Don't understand the blame game, do you? I understand it perfectly. I just don't play. Bad idea, Seabass. Don't call me Seabass. Gotta blame someone. Not if you're perfect nearly all the time and fix your mistake if you make one. Admitting mistakes? It's called integrity. But this is the roofing business. And it's different now. Better get used to it. Armadura.ca. Stephen, a um, little sleepy this afternoon as we record this and thinking that I might need a little cup of espresso, just a just a little pick me up, just a little jolt. What are you thinking? I, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking that's what we need to do. And we're going to take a trip back to September 5th, 1938. For our espresso? For our espresso. Oh. That is when now. I have to apologize because if we have any Italians, they're just probably going to cringe when I say this name. Because the modern espresso machine was invented by Giovanni Achille Gaggia. Now, I probably butchered that name, but that's as close as I can get. Before that time, how espresso was made was it was boiled and cooked. And what made this machine different, and it became the father of the modern espresso machine, is it made espresso under pressure. And so it literally changed the way espresso is, is made, looks, and tastes. Because one of the results of making it that way was you actually get that little cream on the top of the espresso, which did not exist before that. Sort of coffee suds, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And Achille literally changed the way we look at espresso and changed the way espresso is graded and how coffee snobs look and describe espresso. Because when it first came out, what people were doing was spooning that little cream off the top of it. They were like, oh my God, what, what, what? Like they would take their cup and they would scoop all of that off. And throwing it away. And throwing it away. They were saying, ooh, there's, there's uh, foam on top of my coffee. Yeah, they were literally saying, what is this scummy foam on the top of the coffee and what's wrong with it? Now, normally what a company would do in that manner is choose to educate their customer, Right. We've seen this over and over again, working with companies have new technology or new innovations. Let's educate the consumer on this. Let's let's tell them how much better it is. Kelly decided to do something different. He decided to speak to the heart, not to the mm-hmm. head. So guess what he did? He gave them the foam a name. He romanticized it. Uh-huh. He called it Crema Cafe Naturale. Crema Cafe or Natural Coffee Cream which today we call la crema. 
La Crema. And before that, it was it was uh, they looked at it like it was uh, the, the same kind of stuff you get when you you boil a chicken, and and uh, this this foamy stuff rises to the top. Ooh, get rid of that. Yeah, that's well to the point today that if you're competing and grading coffees, one of the things that gets graded is if there is no La Crema on the top of the coffee, there's something <laughs> wrong. Isn't that great? Yeah, like like in fact. This is a bit of a problem for Starbucks because Starbucks uses Arabica beans rather than Robusta beans. Uh-huh. And Arabica beans naturally don't have as much of the creme. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It went from this negative to this positive by giving it this name. Yeah. And then people want it. And then people want it. You romanticize it and people want it. So what, what what did this do to the whole industry? I mean, Starbucks, yeah, this was back in 1932. What? Yeah, 19, 1938. So they went on to become a huge business. They ended up, they are, they are the most expensive espresso machines. They, they you, you see them in the high-end coffee shops. You guys, you espresso machines. The crazy thing is, is that they're now owned by NNW Global Vending. And what I don't understand is how they don't leverage this origin story. So oh, this right. story of the birth of La Crema, if we worked with them, they invented La Crema, we'd be leveraging it. Do you know who is leveraging the, the La Crema story? Nespresso. Of course. So Nespresso comes along and they're competing with Keurig in terms of the little pods you put in. Right. What's fancy machine. Yeah. What's different with their fancy machine? You get a La Crema. So they get Penelope Cruz going, what's the difference? La Crema. La right? Crema. The company that's leveraging it is not the company that invented it. So you know, you know what I think is beautiful about it? Romanticizing it and creating a story about the La Crema didn't cost anything. Right. Most other business owners would have thought, oh, my gosh, our customers are telling us this is a problem. We need to invent a special ladle or some kind of special filtration to get that stuff off the coffee and and gone into some kind of design and research cycle to figure out how to solve the problem instead of saying, oh, that's not a problem. That's just love on top of your cup of coffee. Right. That's the romance. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Because here's the other thing is, the moment you convince the consumer that that's the good stuff, guess what? All the other machines you don't want. Exactly. And the espresso was smart enough that they looked back and they went, we're going to run this game again. And we didn't get this. And yeah, so and so Starbucks, yeah, the big deal is lattes because it's it's foam made out of cream and milk. So uh, we don't have to have crema. Exactly. So the lesson here is... Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Brought to you by the Least Full of Shit Marketers Association of America. Yes, that's a low bar, but we clear it mightily. We're also the largest pay-per-performance branding group in North America, and that part's for reals. If you're looking for advertising advice geared towards local owner-operated companies, this is your podcast. And now you can pick the brains of these advertising geniuses over lunch without having to pay for lunch or even leave your office. We're talking 90 minutes of straight answers to all your burning questions about lead generation, customer acquisition, mass media branding, how to get off the paper crack treadmill, anything you want. And the only coin required is candor. Because we can't give no bullshit advice without basing it off no BS data on your company, competitive landscape, operations, and all that jazz. We send you a pre-Zoom questionnaire. You fill it out candidly and boom. 
Bob's your uncle, you're in like Flynn, and we'll be frank as fuck in giving you the straight scoop on all the advertising and business growth questions you always wanted to know, but were too afraid to ask. You'll also get our no pitching and no bitching guarantee. No pitching means we won't pitch you or try to sell you in any way. If you want more after 90 minutes, you'll have to ask. And no bitching means if you don't think the meeting was worth your 90 minutes, we'll send you 100 bucks. Consider it us picking up the tab for lunch and putting our money where our mouth is. Sound like a not-so-full-of-shit offer? Well, that is what we're known for. Take us up on it at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. So the lesson here is speak to the heart, romanticize things. Don't educate the consumer or try to necessarily change it. There is a different path here, and the path is romanticize it. Like he didn't give it a technical name. He called it natural coffee cream. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful name. And that's why you want it. You actually want it because it has this. And because it was like, Oh, I actually want it because it has this. And look, the other part of it is it wasn't awful tasting. I love, I, you know, I, I drink a espresso. I love espresso. If it tasted like crap, you wouldn't have been able to get away with it. Yeah, I think of I think of other instances where, uh, like, I, I can think of one where there's a similar thing that happened, and maybe there's a business story in this. But it's the people, uh, beer drinkers, love an IPA, right? Uh, uh, because of the hoppy, hoppy taste in it. And when they first came out with hops, hoppy tastes in beer, it was to it was to like keep it from spoiling on its way to India, right? Right. <laughs> it was an additive that made it taste bad. And it's it's become something that's like, oh, beer connoisseurs really want that. I, I think, uh, you know, another one, I, I kind of shared this with you, but I, I think this is a million dollar idea for Heinz Ketchup Company. They they, they called that that liquid that that seeps out of the ketchup bottle, you know, and pours onto your plate before you want ketchup. They, they named it watery ooze years and years ago. Had <laughs> they named it essence of ketchup people would be collecting it in small bottles and storing it in their refrigerator and adding it to sauces <laughs> yeah, yeah gaggio would have been calling this you know uh uh um coffee oil gunge <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. what, a, what a genius though I, I i love that story because it didn't cost him anything to right. solve the problem by creating a story around what people thought was a problem yeah, and, and turn that thing that was fine, because because we've got to remember it, at its core, it didn't taste bad. Now, yeah. Or the espresso they're making is good, but take that thing that was perceived as being a negative and turn it into a positive and a differentiator. Yeah, it's a feature. Uh, it, it is it is a feature. And I think sometimes and I and I think the less so the lesson for business owners is don't automatically go, oh, I've got to remove this or I have to educate the consumer on it. It may be, how can I actually make it desirable? Yeah. How can I speak to the heart? Great lesson for an empire builder. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, David. Oh, and enjoy your espresso. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go get an espresso. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to schedule your own 90-minute Empire Building session, you can do it at empirebuildingprogram.com. Empire Building Program.